so in terms of wild shit i feel like this episode has wild but just not the kind of wild that we're used to it's not like physically wild except for like a little bit of it though but for the most part if not almost all of it this episode does revolve around money this is a very money focused episode and it's going to involve the women quite a bit because i genuinely need to ask some things to the women but before i get into that i need to start by uplifting a certain woman because clearly she has the legs for it now there is a woman with a 100 pound leg who has become a model after embracing a rare chronic condition and says that hopefully her doing that can help somebody else now first of all the thought of it because well i have the picture i don't think you do but a 100 pound leg that's roughly about 40 something maybe 50 kilos like you think about it that's a heavy ass leg though and with her condition it's supposedly i think longer so to some degree it does seem a little bit weird although i feel like it's probably a very positive story except for the guy that will probably date her because if anything if you ever try to bring up the fact that you have big dick she'll always tell you that her leg is longer right So I'm just going to read the story real quick. So it says and I quote, 24-year-old Mahogany Getter was born with a unique condition called lymphedema that causes one of her legs to be bigger than the other, reports the New York Post. Despite one of her legs weighing 100 pounds, she hopes to inspire someone else by embracing her condition. Lymphedema is a disease that causes different parts of an individual's body to swell because of lymph nodes that aren't correctly draining bodily fluids. The 24-year-old's condition affects the entire left side of her body. However, her leg is most impacted by it. Getter was diagnosed with lymphedema after birth, which causes things like getting around to be challenging. Although doctors suggested surgery, the woman declined the procedure because in serious cases, the operation doesn't eliminate the swelling completely. Despite it all, Getter started to embrace who she is as she began to encourage body positivity back in 2017. When she worked at Walmart, a photographer scouted her and requested to snap a photo of her. Although she was hesitant as she was scouted, she later allowed the photographer to take her photo which launched her modeling career. Getter has since grown a large following across her social media platforms and admits that she feels good about being an inspiration to others. End quote. Okay, first of all, I'm just going to say this outright. This is the best body positivity story I have read ever. Like In terms of talking about body positivity, I feel like this babe is a true sign of body positivity. Yes, maybe I could be saying this because I expect the left booty to be a little bit bigger, maybe it's because of the left titty, but it's mostly just because of the fact that she's accepted that she has a condition and she's taking photos to show other people who might be going through the same condition or something similar that you don't have to wallow in self-pity and feel all miserable because you don't look like everyone else. Like this is good body positivity as opposed to a lot of the shit that we see a lot of fat bitches do which is let's be quite honest the excuse for not trying to get the body that they wish they got and expecting the world to celebrate them for that shit of which just like this woman's 100 pound leg we should probably put our foot down and not allow such bs to continue although now that i've made the joke i guess we can start the podcast on the right foot Okay, maybe that was a little bit insensitive. But in short, what I'm trying to say is 
Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one Breaktime podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who has decided he will no longer make any more foot and leg jokes because I, I think now it just sounds insensitive. He is a man who still believes that astrology should have been the study of ass. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationship show where I get to talk about people's legs, sometimes. I get to talk about my third leg, sometimes. And I also do get to talk about men and women and sometimes include a little bit of the money. And I usually like your feedback on it. So if you do like the episode after you've listened to it, then the place to hit me up at is at Breaktime on West Side on Facebook or on IG. The DMs are always open. On Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at BagakaTheD. And I would be more than happy to listen to your feedback, whether you liked it, whether you didn't, whether you felt that there's something I should be discussing or whether there's something that I didn't discuss. I would be more than happy to take your feedback and act on it accordingly. Now, I do have an episode that involves two things that men usually try to chase a lot. And I will get to that because honestly, I feel like these are some of those discussions that a lot of guys are just afraid to have because on one end they're like oh do you have the money to back it up on the other end it's like you could but you shouldn't but how much is too much and how much is too little like it's definitely a bit of an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people to talk about so i want to start by easing us in by playing a very simple video clip of a woman who was asked just publicly on the road and the clip was shared online the lowest amount of money that the man should spend on a wedding ring now her answer was something that i found to be quite odd but i am going to play the clip for you then i can get into why i found it to be pretty interesting so here it is what's the lowest amount of money a guy should spend on a wedding ring for you oh it should be like for sure 30 40k yeah we have standards here yeah that's the standard (laughs) would you be would you have been a little upset if it was 10k yeah probably okay I don't know, maybe it's just me and, you know, definitely if you do get the chance, just provide feedback and tell me if I'm the problem here. But when you're looking at the idea of a wedding or at least the idea of marriage and the rings and everything, which one matters more? Is it the bond or at least the promissory contract that you signed or the symbol of that promissory contract, bond or marriage? Like at the end of the day, I tend to think that when you're looking at the idea of getting a wedding ring, it's just a simple ring. It's just proof that you're married. So if you're doing it with gold, silver or just some kind of metal it doesn't change the fact that you guys are married and that's the only thing that it's supposed to show i don't really think it's supposed to show anything beyond that so my question is why is that particular budget for it like if you can get a not so expensive wedding ring for say the 10k or the 5k and this is in dollars mind you then wouldn't that also make sense why does it have to be between 30 and 40k like is it just me or are the priorities misaligned here because what's the use in having an expensive ring if you're not entirely sure if the marriage is all that great like you want a great marriage and you also want an expensive ring if you're told to choose one are you just gonna take the ring and leave the marriage or are you going to take the marriage and leave the ring and by all means this is probably me just being all judgy except that I've heard something of this same sort, not necessarily with a wedding ring, but with the engagement ring. Because apparently there's a budgeting for it. And apparently a woman's engagement ring, or so I've been told, is supposed to be worth three times the guy's monthly salary. Which made absolutely no bloody sense. Or at least to kind of put it simply, a quarter of his yearly salary. 
So the moment I thought of that for a bit, it just didn't make sense to me. Because you expect me to use a quarter of my total year's earnings just to get you a ring that is pretty much my way of asking you to be mine, like my promise of commitment to you? Lifetime commitment? Like, is it really that serious though? I don't know, maybe it's just me, because I just can't seem to understand where this entire budgeting thing came from. Because you expect this guy to at least be financially stable. Then you expect this same guy, who is supposedly financially stable, to make the financially irresponsible decision and take three months worth of pay and use it on a ring. Tell me how that makes sense. Tell me how that makes sense in any realm of the possibility. I feel like if the guy used say a fifth or even 30% of that total amount to buy the ring and then use the remainder on something like a savings or put it on like a mortgage or when and invested it somewhere and you know the returns come to you as a family then that would probably be a little bit better off but you want him to spend three months of his salary on a ring? like. I feel like babes nowadays just misplaced their priorities when it came to the kind of bond that you people want. Like you want a great guy, you want him to not cheat on you, you want him to make sure that he's loyal and that he's responsible and that he's caring and he's mature, but you want him to gift you with expensive shit and spend too much money on something as simple and as basic as rings. Of which if you consulted anyone in the finance side and asked them to do the math on this entire thing, you'd probably be told is completely irresponsible on the financial end. So why the hell push for it? Like, I have no idea who the hell came up with this rule and what the hell they were thinking, but whoever it is that follows this, I think to a certain degree you're just financially irresponsible or you're just not very smart about money. Or you care a lot less about the relationship and more about yourself in this entire case. Either way, the whole idea of spending massive amounts of money on something that can be stolen on a whim is absolute bullshit and I do not accept that this would make any financial sense and thus would make any logical sense in doing. Although then again, since I haven't gotten engaged and I'm not trying to do that anytime soon, I'm just gonna leave it at that and I'm gonna move it on to our main topic of today. So moving things on, now I stumbled upon a very interesting video while I was on IG about two weeks ago and it was made by someone who goes by the handle AfroFeminineMuse and she had captioned it as here's why your man isn't providing for you and it spoke something about contributing to bills and shit so I'm gonna play the clip for you then I'm gonna get into this a little bit further because there's definitely quite a lot that needs to be expounded on this so without further ado. 10 years ago when I said I do, I made the biggest mistake that working wives make, especially successful ones. I was like, oh babe, it's okay, you don't have to worry, I can bring half, half of the bill. And slowly, I trained my mom to always expect 50% of my pay bill. At first it wasn't anything because we were just the two of us, but with time, I got to realize it's never 50-50. As a woman, you do more. You have childbearing, you're looking after the home. If you're married and you're providing 50% because you feel you're successful and you have the money, the biggest reason why your man is not providing for you fully, and he can if he has a career, is because you've positioned yourself wrongly. You've positioned yourself to be like a man, to be independent. You've positioned him to expect your paycheck. 
Okay, so the person that made this clip, the Afrofeminine Muse, her real name is Linda and she is a relationship mentor or at least that's what her bio says. She also mentions fixing your marriage with femininity and she's apparently been married for around 10 years or so. I don't know when the bio was written. But all of that aside, from what's been said, okay, here's the thing and i'm not asking this out of anger i'm actually very relaxed i made sure i paused and i made sure i relaxed and everything i just want to ask this question because i honestly do not know the answer to it but what do women do with their money like the ones who are in what you'd call successful relationships or are in some sort of a partnership and their partner has been taking care of them the entire time what do you do with your money i'm genuinely genuinely curious because when a lot of people are coming out these days and they're talking about oh you know the man needs to be able to pay all the bills or he should be able to provide and they're focusing on the finances of the guy which i'm not saying is a bad thing it's just that there's been an overemphasis on it for the past couple of years so considering that men are being asked to provide and we're being asked to provide fully as though you know women don't work or anything yet women do work and you know do all sorts of other things we are left with a question that I believe hasn't been answered in a very long time, which is what exactly do women do with their money? Because here's the thing, like way back in the day, I believe women who used to get paid would obviously contribute to the paying of bills around. Otherwise, if the man was making so much money, a lot of times you'd find the man just telling the wife to no longer work or to just become a stay at home mom and shit and take care of the kids. There are instances where that has actually happened and it makes sense to do so because during that point in time, you're making all the money as a man and you're handling all the bills. Why exactly would you need your wife to work? You're doing all the hard work so that you can get the money and whatever it is that you're able to get is well enough, if not more than enough. And I can definitely see the sense in that. But over time, I guess people weren't making as much and it's not like everyone was making the kind of money that can have you tell your wife to quit their job. Thus, women were working and earning just the same way men were. And the addition of a second source of income to the household was definitely a huge plus because it would alleviate quite a number of the costs. So if you guys have a mortgage and you're able to at least reduce the amount of time that you take to pay for the mortgage, then you can do that. If there's big bills, then it helps sort of subsidize them for the man who's trying to pay them if she's able to contribute if there's additional costs that weren't particularly planned for that money could cater for it and it could be used for stuff like savings investments although it was mostly for like savings and emergency funds and shit and it sort of did make sense in that way if it wasn't being used to handle a lot of the other bills and you see a lot of that evidence from women who are in their ages of say 50 60 going up because those were the ones that were around during that sort of time and you look at how they view the family and the whole input thing and they actually did do a lot of this whole you know let's contribute back to the family so we can get a lot of these burdens off and we can push for our prosperity and improvement a lot faster and it made sense that way although over the years i don't know if it was the cases of divorce or if it was how some of these girls were raised over time and how they watched their mothers in some way be mistreated but a lot of the women in say their 30s maybe mid 30s to 40s actually sort of started using their money differently in relationships 
because they'd still expect the man to provide and they'd give their little input. But the idea of finance and wealth started to become a little bit more personal. And that was when now a lot of the women started having their own personalized investments that the man didn't know about. They'd go and they'd keep money aside. And some of them would contribute it back to the family during times of need. But a lot of them started keeping it for themselves. And you can say that that was as a result of seeing their mother being mistreated or some men weren't financially responsible during that time, of which there still are quite a number of financially responsible men right now. But they did sort of start to keep a lot of things for themselves. And you do start to see a lot of those stories sort of manifest themselves in today's day and age. Because, for example, I remember when these stories were sort of not as common, there was a news article which brought out some of those stories. Now, there was a story of a man whose wife had recently died of breast cancer and the guy was feeling so bad, he wasn't making all that much money and he had tried to help the wife as much as he could and the guy was like, I think, stuck in debt and he was pretty much just going to clear the wife's account. He didn't think that there was much, but probably just something that can help them go by. So he goes, he's trying to clear the accounts and everything and then he realizes that there was 5 million in the account just sitting there that he didn't know about he also decides to do a little bit more digging and then he finds i don't know like seven ten million worth of shares of i don't know what organization and all of a sudden the guy is sort of baffled because the wife never told him anything then there was another story of a man who collapsed after finding out that the rent that he's been paying that he's been struggling to pay for all of those months was actually to a house that was owned by the wife he had been paying to the property manager and he thought that he was sending it to a certain company or certain individual so he's going to try and negotiate like on rent and everything and he's struggling because the guy has been sending it and i think it was going to like a company account and all and then eventually as he's busy trying to track back and consult the owners of the property he eventually finds out that it's his wife weird but very very true then there was another story that a colleague of mine told me sometime last year where she mentioned that a friend of hers who was married had pretty much been having trouble with business. He had lost a lot of his money. He had gone into his reserves and he was left with nothing. So the guy wants to go get a loan from the bank. And then as he's busy trying to talk to his friend in the bank to give him a loan, the guy is sort of baffled and he's like, how come you haven't asked your wife for money? Dude is like, my wife doesn't make much and whatever little she had, she gave me and she's unable to help. And the guy is like, but your wife has an account here and it's eight figures. How the hell are you saying that she doesn't have money? And dude is absolutely baffled. So we do have cases like this that are popping up more and more every single day. But now we're looking at the babes who are in their 20s all about traveling and living the good life and getting baby girl treatment. And you do not see where their money is really going besides on enjoyment. Of course, besides the other things like their logistics and, you know, like clothes and maybe buying a couple of things here and there. But still, considering that some of you guys earn well above what most men do, it still kind of baffles me that you want someone to handle all of your bills. Like, what exactly are you using your money for? Because you look at the stuff that a guy is paying for, alright? You expect him to pay the rent and or the mortgage. You expect him to pay the house bills. You expect him to make sure he can fund whatever trips you want to go for and, you know, pay for the gifts that he's supposed to buy for you. And then on top of that, if or when you guys choose to have kids, you expect him to handle the costs of raising the kid, you know, including the fees and the diapers, which are usually earlier on. 
and then while all of that's happening you're not contributing a single fucking cent and then on top of dealing with all of those bills and all of those costs you expect this man to make sure that he has some money left over for emergencies and for a rainy day but also have the money to put into some sort of an investment that can carry you guys forward and ensure that you're not broke or lacking or in a very tough position come hard times like how exactly do you expect guys today to do that just sort of try and explain it to me like a nursery school child because it sounds like y'all just want guys to handle the bills and you guys want to enjoy your money yourself kind of like with the whole his money is ours and my money is mine kind of philosophy which i can get would make sense if the guy's like a millionaire or a billionaire and you guys are living the high life and you're properly financially cushioned but I don't think that makes up the majority of most people out here. And I'd argue even the majority of those millionaires are very old and the percentage that is actually young men is incredibly, incredibly small. It's actually been getting smaller as the years have gone by. So how exactly do you expect this guy with his career earnings to fund this entire thing and give you a great life to the level that you desire it as? Like is it making perfect sense to you because it's getting to a point now where guys are starting to see as though babes just want them for the money or babes are just gonna use them and drop them and they don't want to be on the losing end of that entire thing because honestly when you kind of look at the trend of women and spending in relationships it's almost looking as though the men are funding women's journeys to financial success and they're not really being left with anything and the thing is it's not that it's gone unnoticed, it's gotten to the point where men have actually started noticing this shit. To the point where there's actually men who ensure that the wealth that they're collecting is solely under their name. And it's either their wife doesn't get to know about it or even though they do get to know about it, the man ensures that it's not under anyone else's name except his. And to give you proof of this, there's actually an article that was done by The Nation on 6th of Feb which was titled, This is why we don't jointly own property with our wives, said Kenyan men. Now, when I go into the article, let me just read you like a very quick piece of the article, just so that you can sort of understand it. Richard Kiengo has vowed to never list his spouse as a joint owner in any of the properties he shall acquire in his marriage. That is one of the biggest mistakes a modern man can make, he claims. He says that he has learned the hard way after watching his older brother lose properties he took loans to acquire but listed his wife as a joint owner in a messy divorce settlement. My father tried to warn him but my brother thought he was doing it for love, he says. His wife cheated on him and abused him emotionally. We suspect she battered him too. She ran away multiple times leaving their three kids behind. Eventually, she filed for divorce and claimed half of the property he had acquired, two parcels of land and one rental building, says Kiengo. And this is one of a bunch of different stories that are on this particular article. Guys are now ensuring that their wealth is either not of knowledge to the family or, if it is of knowledge, is primarily only in their name. And if I'm not wrong, there was a recent court ruling on something similar to this whereby it was stated that things that were purchased individually in a marriage when the divorce occurs or when they're splitting should not be shared out with the other person. So right now, guys are sort of trying to fight back by making sure they hold everything themselves. And if anything, this is probably a much bigger problem for us than we think because 
you'd assume that the family would probably grow more it would grow faster if there's more income coming in whether from one two or three sources but it's getting to a point where now it's like everyone is trying to keep everything for themselves and no one is trying to do anything for the sole enjoyment of the entire family because they're just hoping that the other person doesn't leave them and take a bunch of their shit which let's be honest is actually becoming a little bit scary now because when you think about it in this current time it's like people who are together in marriage and are trying to start a family are still not fully together because they can't even trust each other with financial information yet they're trusting each other with private parts which are quite literally private or at least are supposed to be and while this does seem like a more recent development i'd argue that this is something that's sort of been in the works for quite a couple of years because research also indicates that most women who are married to their spouse never list their spouse as their next of kin they usually either list their brother or their mother so in other words it's just that men are a little bit late to this entire game but to kind of conclude all of this because it does seem all doom and gloom i i'm, I'm not going to lie to you i don't know how there's a better solution to this to be very honest you're looking at someone who's busy talking about oh you know if your man has a career should be able to provide for you and you shouldn't be contributing to bills but the reality that most women face right now doesn't kind of permit that because you want to stay in the nice house in the nice place drive a nice car and you'd want your mans to fund all of that as well as pay fees for the kids to go to a nice school and do every single one of those things but when you're looking at the way most guys earn do you really think that that's a viable thing to do on just one income? Or even though he's having two incomes, do you think that that's a viable thing for most people? Like, to be very honest, if women contributed to this, or at least if most spouses were contributing, then this would become a much more realizable reality for some of you. But the problem is that some of you are busy just trying to hold all the money for yourself and you're not trying to help the family get to its more prosperous level because you're trying to secure your own financial wealth or enjoyment or i don't even know because with a lot of the babes right now i don't even know what you guys spend your money on which is why i come back to the same exact question that i started with what exactly do women do with their money because if it's not towards the betterment of the family and it's not going to assist in supplementing a lot of the bills that we have or going into some sort of emergency fund for a rainy day then to be very honest i don't know if i'm ready to start contributing to paying all of the bills and handling all of the costs and yet you're probably building your financial future without me in it because honestly speaking we both have hands we both work we both make money why can't we both contribute to the betterment of the family why is it that you alleviating my financial burden even by a little bit seems like such a big problem for you and still at the end of the day what exactly do you use your money for i want your thoughts on this the dms are open on facebook on ig it is at break time on west side on twitter it is at bagaka the d thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and i will catch you guys on the next break <laughs>